Let's bring in Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, what do you think of the performance today, Greg? And I'll just lead off with this question. Do, they, do the Patriots have real issues in the red zone offensively? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, <laughs> they, have, they haven't even thrown a pass into the end zone. Uh, in the red zone, they had, what, four field goals today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they have issues in the red zone. They still have uh, plenty of issues with the run defense, which was basically uh, torn up by an average, actually, not even average, uh, a below average Jets offensive line, some rookie running backs or young running backs. Um, Yeah, there are some real concerns on this team. I mean, as far as today's game, uh, it was one of those typical playing the Jets, you got to win. I mean, it was... It was fine. I don't think those Zach Wilson interceptions were all that forced. And but look, you they got to win. That's what's important. And it, this is going to be a season long process, Jim, in, in terms of getting everything firing on all cylinders. I mean, I know it's it's very odd for most Patriots fans to see this and see this offensively. But like I said last week. This is what happens when you have to live like the other teams do, which is you have to import 10, 11 new starters on both sides of the ball. It takes time, especially when you bring in a quarterback. I mean, look at Tom Brady last year going to Tampa. There were 7-5. and five. He couldn't even count how many downs there were in Chicago when they barely won that game. And then they won eight games to finish the year. This is, this is what's happened. This is typical, so people should get used to it. Hey, Greg, uh, I've had some questions regarding uh, Josh McDaniels and his play calls. At times, I wonder if it is personnel. Um, again, today, I don't know why they called that third down play where Mac Jones got sacked. He had no chance. Like, I don't even know why they even dropped back to pass in, with that formation. But ha- even the, um, you know, the throwing the kitchen sink on the backwards pass. What are your thoughts on Josh McDaniels and his play call so far this year? It's hard for me to judge so far, Joe. I mean, everything's just so new. I mean, everybody's uh, – look, they didn't even decide who the starting quarterback was going to be until, um, you know, the 53-man cutdown in terms of, you know, reps and, and, and you know, what kind of things they were practicing, uh, you know, before the games. I think that it's going to be – he's learning as much about Mac Jones and – Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith and then you throw in the Trent Brown um, injury. It's uh, it's messy and I I don't know why people are surprised by this and and his play calling. You look, I I am not much of a guy to second guess play calling unless it's you know quite obvious, especially game two into the season with a rookie quarterback. But I mean, look, people are going to do it. I, I just. Look, they they need to learn each other, and it's more. It's always for me, Joe. It's always more about execution than it is the actual play calls. And I don't think the execution has been very good to this point, and that's why I think the offense is so clunky more than anything else. So, do you feel a little bit vindicated though? With uh, you know, going into the season, you said Trent Brown would be maybe the MVP of this team. That right tackle position, uh, Greg, in terms of depth, looks like a real problem. I don't. I'm sure you saw it that first. Yep. Um, done that first series on third down. Mac Jones takes a hit, and he's slow to get up. Like that. I don't know if he's going to survive the season if they, you know, if Trent Brown isn't able to come back. Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't give uh, Durant more help. Um, you know, when he started and and. You know, going into this game, the one guy that I was worried about on the Jets' front was uh, Jonathan Franklin Myers, their left end, who was 
unbelievable against the Panthers the week before. You knew he was going to line up over the right tackle. Um, they don't. Their their interior line is pretty good, but their their edge rush outside of Franklin Myers isn't that good. So you figured the Patriots would game plan around that and and give Durant help. But uh, you know, again, I think this this goes towards McDaniel's and trying to figure out what works and how to get people open and balancing. All right, you know, it, it, when Tom Brady was here, he could say. All right. Well, I'm going to max protect. And if he's throwing to Julian Edelman and say, uh, you know, anybody on the outside, Brandon Lloyd, whoever, like you know, they could say, all right, we're going to max protect, and we're only going to put two guys out in the route plus James White. That would work a lot of the times because Brady knew where these guys were going. They they ran precise routes. Um, now everything is up in the air. I mean, nobody really knows exactly where people are going to end up. I mean, I think you even saw that, you know, with the jets, the, uh, the, the, the tipped interception, I think it was Corey Davis towards the sideline. You know, that was a, that was Corey Davis coming back to the ball when Zach Wilson thought he was going to fade a little bit and go to the sideline. That's the kind of timing stuff that goes on with new people and rookie quarterbacks. And it's just, it's going to take time. All right, Greg. Uh, obviously, we're, we we keep talking about they need to take time, and you know, obviously, you drafted some kids and you're bringing some free agents. Uh, you know, I know Jim's a little down on on Godshaw, uh, but Judon continues to play well today. Uh, I thought he set the tone early on in this one uh, for the team, and we saw Dante Hightower uh, make some plays late in the game today. What was your thoughts on his performance? Uh, I thought the front seven, again, was pretty middling, and that includes Judon and everybody. I mean, you know, he makes a couple pop plays here and there, especially when he's unblocked. But uh, I'm I'm more worried about the interior. I think, you know, Godchow, Lawrence Guy, uh, Dietrich Wise, uh, you know, those guys, those are the guys that Bill Belichick thinks are starters right now, and uh, none of them have played well. And you look at the, the Jets running backs, uh, I think – I think I had them for almost like 4.8 yards per carry. And, you know, really, if the Jets just stuck to the ground game and didn't even throw the ball, they probably would have been very much in this game. Um, You know, Hightower made some, you know, a a few plays here and there, but I wouldn't say anybody's arrived. I think that the front seven is very much a work in progress. I think they are going to be uh, a lot more taxed against the Saints and certainly the Bucks in the next two weeks um, with the way Sean Payton game plans you know Brady will will know what to do against this front and I think that you know if anybody's happy with the way that the defense in the front seven has looked off off the Dolphins and the Jets then I think um you know they're in for a rude awakening come the next couple weeks because you know there's no Sean Payton's probably one of the top five play callers game planners in the league and and he will he will have things that 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 go at the Patriots' weaknesses. All right, more with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal on today's Patriots win. 25-6 is the final at the New York Jets. You want to get on with Greg, 617-779-0985. Back with your calls and more with Greg coming up next here, Sean's Patriots postgame show. But first, here's Joe Murray with the latest in the headlines. Sports Hub Headlines. Patriots get their first win of the year, 25-6 over the Jets. Mac Jones, a good day, 22-30, 186 yards through the air. The Pats running game got touchdowns from James White, Damian Harris. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. He was sacked four times in the loss. Patriots now 1-1. They host New Orleans next week. Uh, The Saints, of course, fell today 
to Carolina, 26-7. to Other NFL scores. Uh, right now it's the Cardinals, 21-20 over the Vikings just before half. Uh, Buccaneers, 21 Falcons 7. The Cowboys have a 14-11 lead over the Chargers. And the Seahawks just went up 16-6 on the Titans. Bears, 20-17 win over the Bengals today. Browns, 31-21 over the Texans. Rams sneak a win over the Colts, 27-24. It was the Bills. They were all over the Dolphins today. 35-0 to a Tagovailoa left uh, that game with an injury. 49ers, 17. Eagles, 11. Raiders got a win over the Steelers, 26-17. And the Broncos, 23-13 over the Jaguars, while tonight, 8-20 kickoff, Ravens, they host the Chiefs. Headlines are brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They want to prepare your car for fall travel. They offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive-thru service, and you don't even need to make an appointment. Get to get an oilchange.com for a coupon to save on your next oil change. I'm Joe Murray. Postgame continues after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. This is offensive tackle Justin Haran. I'm teaming up with Credit Union's Kids at Heart to fund new research on childhood brain cancer. We need your help. Visit cukidsatheart.org to learn more. The First Downs to Fight Pediatric Brain Cancer campaign is generously supported by Digital Federal Credit Union and Vertify Software. When you buy a Reed's Ferry Shed, you're buying direct from the builder. Those sheds at the big home improvement store, they don't build them. They're the middleman. And to make room for the middleman markup, they have to take stuff out of the shed. Important stuff, like lumber. Buy factory direct at Reed's Ferry and you'll own a better shed. Call Reed's Ferry Sheds this week and schedule your installation. Call 888-85-SHEDS. Need a shed? If it says Reed's Ferry, you got a good one. Hey, it's Hardy again for Squeeze.com. I tried making my own juice the other day. It was a disaster. That's why you got to order your juices from Squeeze.com. They've got the recipes down, and they're going to have them on your doorstep. I think they would have it on my doorstep faster than it took me to make my own juice the other day. What a joke. Order by 1 p.m. It'll be on your doorstep by 9 p.m. Same day you can start a juice cleanse right away. I don't know what I was thinking. I should have just done another three-day cleanse with Squeeze.com. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. You should do it, too. Kids are getting so big. Yeah. Can't believe how fast Mark is growing. Before we know it, they'll be moving out and heading to college. Well, first they'll need to learn to play in the sand and not eat it. Ryan. Ryan. Kids grow up fast, so it's important to start saving for college as early as you can. The UFund College Investing Plan offers tax advantages on earnings, contributions, and withdrawals, so you have the opportunity to save even more. Visit fidelity.com slash UFund or call 800-FIDELITY for details. UFund Plan is offered by MIFA, your Massachusetts Educational Financing Authority, and managed by Fidelity. For investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses, contact Fidelity for a fact kit. Read it carefully. If you or the designated beneficiary is not a Massachusetts resident, consider your or the beneficiary's home state plan for alternate state tax advantages or other benefits such as financial aid, scholarship funds, and protection from creditors. Units of the portfolios are municipal securities and are subject to market volatility. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE and SIPC. Ah, what a crown jewel of a day in the kingdom, my queen. Our young subjects shall delight in the attractions at King Richard Fair in Carver. You mean the kids. With knights jousting on horseback, exotic animals, and entertainers of every variety. I declare King Richard Fair is royal fun for all of us. Plus acres of food, drink, rides, and games abound. Not bad, hon. King Richard's Fair. Weekend, September 4th through October 24th. Tickets at kingrichardsfair.net. In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. 
that could bring your biggest order yet, or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Get started with fast and reliable internet for just $69.99 a month for 24 months with a three-year agreement. Or ask how to get free installation and a $650 prepaid card when you buy a qualifying bundle online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com today to learn more. Offer ends 9-21-21. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business 100 megabits per second service customers only. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Call or go online for details. Here we grow again. Imperial Cars, one of New England's largest dealer groups for over 30 years, has great opportunities for service technicians at all five of their busy dealerships. At Imperial Cars, they offer paid training, compensation potential of over $100,000, and great benefits including 401k, immediate openings, and signing bonuses for qualified candidates. If you would like to work for a company that cares about its employees, apply at imperialcars.com. Football is back, and you could be scoring big this season by going to findmassmoney.com. Did you know there's over $3 billion just waiting to be claimed at Find Mass Money with things like forgotten bank accounts, stock certificates, payroll and refund checks? One in ten people have unclaimed money, and one of those people could be you. Find Mass Money is free and easy to use. So don't wait. Go to findmassmoney.com and see if you can score big this football season. That's findmassmoney.com. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use the code SPORTSHUB. This week, new customers get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code SPORTSHUB only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Lobster Lovers Weekend is back. Visit the 99 restaurants this Friday through Sunday and order their famous colossal or hot buttered lobster roll, and you'll get a free three-course meal upgrade. This weekend only, the 99, always the real deal. Everything Boston Sports, the Sports Hub. Two receivers wide to the right from the Jets 26. Smith, the tight end left. A handoff. Harris on the delay. Runs up the middle. Bounces off a hit. Carries out of another tackle. Across the 15. Slips another hit. Driving inside the five. And is fighting his way to the one. Pushing his way to the end zone. Is he in? Touchdown, Patriots. Relentless. Damian Harris. Herculean effort. What? A run by Harris. Hercules, Hercules. Damian Harris with the play of the day. Maybe throughout the NFL, not just in this Patriots win over the Jets. 26-yard touchdown run to make it 19-3 New England at the time. And great companies need great teams. Hiring talent anywhere in the world is easier than ever. With Globalization Partners, go to globalization-partners.com and onboard your next MVP, 10A. Just like Damian Harris. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal, joining us here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, you, if you'd like to join us as well, 617-779-0985. Give me a grade on Mac Jones' performance as a whole today, Greg, if you could. Uh, I thought it was probably in the C-plus range. I mean, we'll have to see what the film says on on what kind of shots uh, he didn't take down the field. It seemed to be even more uh, check downish in this game, but I do think that the Jets basically forced him into that. I saw a lot of, you know, two deep safeties, which, you know, almost any any NFL offense is going to say, unless, you know, it's a, it's a got to have it play, that 
I see two deep safeties on first or second down, we're running the ball. Um, or at least, you know, checking it down and trying to make runs after the catch. Um, I thought he was fine. Uh, I thought that the Jets got him with a couple pressures, which uh, surprised me a little bit. Um, in that first half? When he, one of the, one, one of the sacks. Yeah, I was going to say in that first half when he took those three sacks. Yeah, I thought I thought a couple of them, you know, that he should have been a little bit more in tune to, you know, what the, you know, what the Jets were doing. I mean, putting May down in the box, yeah, he was over over tight end, which indicates he could just drop into coverage. But he looked like he was coming, and and Jones wasn't quite ready for it. So, uh, look, it, it's a learning experience for the kid. Uh, he certainly was a lot better than Zach Wilson. Um, you know, who was the second overall pick. But uh, I thought, you know, a good solid day for Mac Jones and, and just, you know, more data for him to get better. And, and I think it's uh, it's good. And, and, you know, they will start to take more shots. We did see a couple shots today. Um, you know, one he did when there was a flag and he knew that it was a free play. So that's a heads-up play by the kid. But, you know, I thought he was solid overall. It's just going to have to, for them to go far, it's going to have to get a bit better. Hey, Greg, we all know about uh, James White's struggles last year and the year that he had. Uh, I, I actually like seeing him get carries in this game today, five of them for 20 yards. They were positive and obviously six catches. But um, could we see more uh, him getting more of a role at running in between the tackles? Yeah, I think so, Joe. I mean, ever since his first two or three years in the league, it seemed like James White had a tough time running between the tackles. He got you know shoe, shoelace tackles a lot, uh, brought him down. But ever since then, he's been a lot better between the tackles. He, he obviously takes care of the ball. I thought he looked great today. He was great on screen passes. Uh, the touchdown he really read well was he went untouched, which if you allow an untouched running play, especially outside the five-yard line in the NFL, it's pretty embarrassing for the defense and, and good execution by the offense. And I thought James looked tremendous, and, and it's sort of been a turnaround year for him, like you, know, like you said. Last year was a rough year for him, certainly off the field. Uh, the Patriots internally thought that it, that's what affected him. They weren't too worried about him. He didn't get off to a great start in training camp, but ever since about the midway point, he's been back to the James White of old, and I think I think that's a huge asset for them going forward and for Mac Jones. I want to go back about uh, talking about the offensive line and some of the struggles up there. Obviously, without Trent Brown has been an, uh, an issue on that right side of the line, but I know you, know, you had a target on – Isaiah Wynn after the loss to the Dolphins last week. I didn't think he was that great again today, Greg. Is this just more of the trickle-down effect because Brown's not there? Maybe more is being asked of Isaiah Wynn, or has he kind of degraded as a player a little bit? Yeah, it's a good question, Jim. Uh, I'm not sure. He's a guy that I need to study a lot more to see exactly what the issues are, but I think you're right. I mean, I think in the past game he struggled a little bit. He's allowing a lot of pressure uh, to the outside with quickness, which is unusual because that's supposed to be his calling card. He's done okay in the running game. Um, I think he's done pretty well. But, uh, the, you know, I don't think it's a product of what's around him. I mean, yes, he does have – Joe Tooney's not there anymore. You could say, well, you know, now this shows that Joe Tooney kind of propped up Isaiah Wynn. I don't want to say that's the, the, the case quite yet. But, yeah, I think there's no question that you make a good point that he's going to have to show that – uh, he needs to take another step because with uh, Owenu next to him, um, you know those young guys should be the left side of this line for years to come. And you know, right now they've gotten off to a bit of a slow start. Yeah, could that be one of the reasons why maybe Hunter Henry's not involved uh, in the offense because he needs to stay in and block a bit more? 
Yeah, I think th- I think they're going to have to do that a little bit more. I mean, and, and Hunter Henry, uh, he did have the big reception today when he was wide open, um, left uncovered by the Jets. So that was nice to see. But he's not exactly a guy who's you know dynamic down the field as we saw in a few other plays. Um, and you know it might be best for them. I think as McDaniel's understands more. Uh, what he has to work with and sort of the weaknesses of the team that they need to cover up. I do think that you'll see sort of Hunter Henry used a bit more in line and sort of being more selective on how much they use him down the field. All right, you want to get on with Greg Bedard, 617-779-0985. We'll get to uh, some of your calls with Greg coming up as the Patriots defeat the New York Jets 25-6 to uh, at uh, MetLife Stadium today. They're now 1-1 one and one on the season. We'll be back with more here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 of Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosi, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays in peak condition, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea next to me in the booth. It's an essential part of my game day routine. And when it comes to tea, settling is not an option. Bigelow tea, grab a mug, and tea proudly. For a team to become number one, it takes ingenuity and expertise. And that is exactly what makes Daikin the world's number one air conditioning company. When it comes to the air we share, Daikin's pioneering technologies help perfect and protect the air that connects us all. And Daikin is working towards reducing carbon emissions to net zero by 2050 while developing new ways to make the air indoors perfect. Find a Daikin Pro at perfectingtheair.com. Perfectingtheair.com for your family, for the future. Daikin the world's leading air conditioning company. Football's back in action, New England. And while some people might think the best place to take in the game is right along the 50-yard line in Foxborough, it's actually behind the wheel of the all-wheel drive Honda Pilot. Seating for eight fans, practically endless cargo room for tailgating, and a convenient built-in noisemaker that you'll be making use of quite frequently. Gear up for game day with the all-wheel drive Honda Pilot at your local New England Honda dealers. Around here, we Honda. At Safety Insurance, we're taking our customer service to a whole new level. Yours. Prefer to communicate by text? No problem. Want to use email and chat? Got you covered. Prefer to use your phone the old school way? We're ready to talk. Have an idea on how we can serve you better? However you want to share it? We want to hear it. Safety Insurance will help you manage life's storms, however that's easiest for you. Shaw's is making shopping and saving easier than ever. Just For You is now Shaw's For You. It's everything you love about Just For You with all new deals, rewards, and perks. Download the Shaw's Deals and Delivery app or simply update your existing mobile app to see your all-new, all-awesome perks. Visit shaws.com slash for you for program details. Hi, Matthew Slater here. I want to tell you about a place just south of Boston where great things happen. No, not Foxborough, but Adcare, Rhode Island. Nestled on more than 20 acres in the Rhode Island countryside, Adcare, Rhode Island is the perfect place to begin your recovery from drugs and alcohol. The small personalized program takes a holistic approach to drug and alcohol treatment that encompasses the mind, body, and spirit, as well as proven therapies to overcome any addiction. Call my friends at Adcare, Rhode Island at 1-800-ALCOHOL or visit Adcare. Adcare.com. ACP. That's clean. And then there's ACP clean. 
Are you happy with your building's janitorial services? If not, do what 98.5 The Sports Hub did and call ACP Facility Services. ACP is a certified minority business enterprise with over 30 years experience and clients spanning the eastern seaboard, specializing in Class A offices, schools, and universities, pharmaceutical validation, and retail space. ACP will tailor a cleaning solution that meets your specific needs. Go to acpcleaning.com. There's clean, and then there's ACP Clean. Uh, it's good to see the teams back out on the gridiron. Lucky for us, that was just week one. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of the action for week two. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. And for our New Hampshire customers, head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Download the DraftKings app now and use code SPORTSHUB. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code SPORTSHUB only at DraftKings. Peerless Boilers now has both your heating and hot water heating covered too. Introducing the 97% efficient Pavilion Tankless Water Heater and abundance of hot water instantaneously. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com to find a dealer near you. Remember, Peerless Boilers, America's best built boilers. The only place to hear the game, the Sports Hub. My car's on the bar, you got nowhere to be. If you don't come through, buddy, that's on you, because the beer's on me. Music of the game brought to you by Live Nation. Don't miss Dierks Bentley. The Beers on Me Tour 2021 with special guest Riley Green and Parker McCollum on Saturday, September 25th at the Xfinity Center. Get your tickets at LiveNation.com. Shaw's Patriots postgame show, Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal, BostonSportsJournal.com, and you at 617-779-0985. John in the car uh, with a thought on the quarterback play today. Go ahead, John. Hey, boys. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, in my amateur opinion, you know, I didn't think Mac Jones played that well. I think it kind of got overshadowed by Zach Wilson in his four picks. What a terrible second overall pick. I mean, God, is he terrible. But uh, I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about how Mackie played. Didn't crack 200. You know, I'm not going to lie. I had four-leg ballet. Didn't hit it because of Mac Jones over 225. But, um, hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. John, sorry for your financial loss. Um, I mean, look, my amateur <laughs> opinion, too, I thought that, you know, the kid played confident for the most part. He was accurate. Like, there were some things, though, Greg, like you, I thought were like, meh, I don't know, like the um, – the intentional grounding, which he tried to sell, like I thought was kind of a yeah. dumb play. And a couple of those sacks he took in that first half, I thought he held on to the ball too long. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that uh, I thought that early on with the offensive line issues, I thought that Jones got sped up, um, which is what happens with pocket quarterbacks when there's earlier pressure applied. Uh, you even see this with Brady. If there's pressure, they start to get sped up and they start to uh, make quick decisions. And, you know, you really start to affect the quarterback then. I thought he settled down a little bit. I was just looking at some of the next-gen stats. His expected completion percentage was 70.5. His completion percentage was 73.3. Uh, you know, so there there was not a high degree of difficulty in what he was doing again. And, you know, but I do think that um, the more numbers that you see like that where, you know, he's he's taking what – McDaniels is giving him and what the defense is giving him and and they will slowly start to be a little bit more aggressive but I think it's a I think so far it's a good plan what they're doing you don't want to do too much too soon or else you get what you saw today with the Jets when I really thought look I'm not going to say Zach Wilson was a terrible draft pick I think the kid is uber talented and it's just 
the Jets and they're rebuilding and they have a new everything basically over there and it's it, and it's going to take them even more time. But uh, you just hope that this season doesn't shatter his confidence and that's what I, I worry about with today. I mean, at one point early in the second half, I was like, just get the kid out of there. And but I I looked down, I'm like, who's the backup? It's some guy named you know Joe probably knows who this guy James is, Morgan. Mike White. I think oh, he's, Mike White, yeah. He, is that, is that a U.S. former USC guy who I've never even heard of? But I mean, you got to have a better, you know, just get him a Brian Hoyer type of guy who at least can come in there and be an aide. I mean, you know, there's no reason to keep the kid out there taking shots like that in the second half against the Patriots defense. That at that point they know they can pin their ears back. I just don't understand that. Mike White, Western Kentucky. Okay, just to get that in there, but. Uh, any still dur- durability concerns when it comes to Mac Jones? I know Jim mentioned there was a, a time where he thought he came up a little lame after a big hit. He took a big hit, uh, and they called the personal foul on it. But so far, I mean, I, I, there's still concerns for me, but he gets up every time. Yeah, you just wonder with 17-plus games, hopefully for the Patriots, that you know there's more than 17. Can he, can he sustain this? And, uh, you know, and, and now, like, look, they just went against the, the Dolphins who – don't have a great pass rush i mean they're okay and then the jets and now you know you have uh you know some of the guys on the saints up front are you know uh, are you know all pro types and then you have the 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 bucks with all they have up front so you just worry as they start to get into some of these teams where uh bringing pressure is part of their identity uh can he hold up i mean i i think i think I, I really am impressed with Mac overall and that he, he is smart. He'll know how to avoid hits and sort of keep himself out of harm's way. But, you know, sometimes the Patriots are going to need to protect him a little bit better, and, and that is for sure. Damian Harris, uh, you know, I thought with the play of the game today with that uh, that yeah. run where he's like Marshawn Lynch-esque. And it should be no surprise that Ramondre Stevenson was a uh, healthy scratch today after last week's performance. But would you like to see him back in the running back rotation, uh, Greg? Because I feel like for like you know your power runs on short yardage, you do want to spell Harris. Like I think he can be your bell cow back for the most part, but you do want to get him some help there, right? Yeah, for sure, Jim. I mean, we just don't know what's going behind the uh, going on behind the scenes. And I saw, I heard Gasper uh, talking with you uh, yesterday about some of Ivan Fears' comments about you know maybe. Maybe Ramondre is not doing everything he needs to behind the scenes to be available uh, to this team. There were some critical comments that that lend you to think in that direction. So if he's not doing what he's supposed to behind the scenes, the Patriots can't reward it, and and that really hurts the team. And I think, look, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I think that Ramondre Stevenson being inactive in Game 2, and I thought that was going to be the case. I thought that J.J. Taylor's uh, speed would be more of an asset against a Jets front that is pretty slow, especially in the linebacker core. Uh, so that didn't surprise me. But if this continues, you have to second guess the trade of Sony Michelle. That mm. you know, would they have just been better off letting him play out his rookie deal, getting the comp pick? Because, like you said, you know, if the, Harris is going to need help. He is he he is one guy who probably cannot take a 17 game beating if he's the solo back and so they need Stevenson has to deliver or else in my opinion they made a mistake in trading Michelle. And now you got me wondering here what was Michelle's stat line today for the Rams win over the Colts 10 carries 46 yards and what did he do Ooh. in the receiving game? I know they didn't use him in the passing game but 10 carries 46 yards for an average of 4.6 Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a really solid change of pace, you know, get in there, get the guy some rest type of back. Yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah. Now it's maybe time to start second guessing the trading of Sony Michelle, which I'm sure will drive uh, Tony Maserati crazy uh, to even suggest <laughs> such a thing. Uh, so, looking ahead, just uh, next week, you know, with the run defense looking a little suspect these first couple of weeks, do you have some concerns with a big back like Alvin Kamara coming in? You were talking up Sean Payton earlier uh, in this appearance. You know, you think they're going to have their work cut out for him next week against Kamara? Yeah, I do. Other than. I'm just looking at a stat line. Eight carries, five yards against the Panthers. And the Panthers are a team that um, that I thought people were sleeping on, that I thought I thought Matt Rule, um, you know, second – what is it, second year of his program. I think they have a sneaky good team down there and uh, a well-disciplined team. I'll be interested to see the film on what was going on with the Saints. Uh, they might – the Panthers might have just stacked the line and said, all right, well, Jameis, you need to try and beat us because we don't think you can. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that has to be a concern. The Saints traditionally have a very good line, and uh, that could be a tough matchup for the Patriots. But um, this is not your typical Saints team. They have a lot of injury issues and, and other issues with that team. But, yeah, Kamara <laughs> – when you're struggling with the run defense, Alvin Kamara, and you have slow linebackers, Alvin Kamara is not the running back you want to see to come into your place. Yeah, and I'm also curious about the linebackers for the Patriots, right? I mean, uh, I don't know if we've seen them you know, go up against a dynamic backfield yet. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. some, something to consider. Uh, so, you know, Kamara is probably one of the premier players in the game, whether it's running the football or receiving it as well. And they have a lot of speed. If you look at it, Deontay Harris, uh, Marcus Callaway right now, um, they have speed back there. And I, I don't know, Jameis Winston wasn't great today. but uh, and, and if you look ahead, uh, Greg, they have to travel this week. They're staying at TCU for the whole week. They were without, I think, nine mm-hmm. coaches today. This is a really bad spot for them. I just hope the Patriots aren't looking ahead to next week. Or the, fo- yeah, the following it's, week. It's the following week, yeah. Yeah, the following week. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe, that, you know, with the uh, – you know who looming and coming to town the following day. This is this is a game that w- with all that's going on with the Saints, the Patriots need to deliver a victory and they need to get a little bit better every week um, to sort of you know make people feel at ease a little bit. But yeah, I think I think you're right. This is a uh, this is a tough spot for the Saints. The Patriots need to be a little bit better. I I would like to see the Patriots start to figure out what the hell they're going to do at linebacker because it seems like they don't really know. Like, you know, Juwan Bentley played a lot in the middle. Dante Hightower was a lot on the line with Kyle Van Noy out. Tashaun Bauer gets promoted from the practice squad, and he plays way more than Josh Uche. Or, or had uh, Two sacks later. Or Winovich. Like, you know, what's going on there? How are they going to deal with Kamara and some of the Saints' speed? I think the Patriots have a lot to figure out in the front seven or else – they could get exploited by, you know, a good team that that really runs their offense through the backfield. Speaking of Colin Van Noy, who was out today with this throat issue, didn't practice all week. Did you have any insight on on that, Greg, or what happened there? Did he take like a helmet to the larynx or something? I just, I, I'd never heard of such a an injury on the injury report. Yeah, no, I did not. I did not hear anything on that front. Um, yeah, I thought I was surprised when I first saw him get up there. I thought, well, maybe he has a sore throat or something like that, and they're keeping him out just for precautionary reasons with COVID and all that, but that it went out through the week and he was out like, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, they, they, they need him out there. Um, and, uh, that's a little bit of a concern, but considering he was 
uh, tweeting during a game, I think he's feeling okay probably. All right, we got one more segment to go with Greg Bedard. You want to get on, have any questions for him, 617-779-0985. Get to your calls with Greg coming up after the uh, headlines here with Joe Murray. Get you caught up with all the latest in some of these 4 o'clock games. But first, let's pause 10 seconds here on the Safety Insurance, 98.5 The Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Patriots get their first win of the season, 25-6 over the Jets. Mac Jones, 22-30 on the day, 186 yards passing, but it was the running game that got touchdowns for the Pats. James White, Damian Harris, each in the end zone. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. He was also sacked four times in the game. Pats now 1-1. One one. They host New Orleans next week. The Saints fell 26-7 today to Carolina. Other NFL scores right now in the third quarter. Vikings have a 30-24 to lead over Arizona. Uh, Buccaneers 28, Falcons 10. Tom Brady has four touchdown passes in literally a half. Uh, right now, the Cowboys are a 14-11 lead over the Chargers. Seahawks 24-9 over the Titans. The Titans had a uh, touchdown taken away from them by the refs. So uh, for those who think the refs have no involvement they did there uh the bears 20 to 17 win over the bengals browns 31 texans 21 rams sneak out a win over the colts 27 24 the bills they shut out the dolphins today 35 nothing to Tonga viola uh, he left the game with an injury no word yet on what it was uh also uh other scores today 49 or 17 eagles 11 Raiders sneak out a win over the Steelers, 26-17. And the Broncos, 23. Jaguars fall to 0-2. They lose 23-13. Tonight, it's the Chiefs and the Ravens. Headlines are brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They want to help you prepare your car for fall travel. They offer completely contactless service, and you don't even need to make an appointment. Go to getanoilchange.com for a coupon. I'm Joe Murray. Next update in 30 minutes. Second down and two. Play fake by Wilson. Deep drop under pressure. Fires down the middle. Killed by J.C. Jackson. The ball is batted around and eventually intercepted. Picked off at the 35-yard line. I mean, he is pretty aggressive. He's an aggressive quarterback. If you want a guy, he'll still try to zip it in there. I mean, I was just in the right position to make plays, man. That's what I do. J.C. Jackson after the Patriots' 25-6 win over the New York Jets today. Welcome back, Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, BostonSportsJournal.com. One last segment. Well, if you saw this, Greg, J.C. Jackson said after this game, um, you know, he didn't really want to get into why he wasn't out there to start the second half. Uh, did he talk back to someone on the sideline or something? Because Jawan Williams was out there, uh, quickly gets uh, hit with a penalty, a dumb holding call. I think it was on Corey Davis. I think he's a liability and a bad play waiting to happen anytime he's out there is Jawan Williams. What do you think happened there? Yeah, it was very odd. I mean, it, at first you thought it was an injury and then, you know, just something like give him a little bit more time to recuperate. But then his answers in the post game. uh, yeah, I mean, it leads you to believe that there was something that where he ran afoul of, of the team, whether he talked back to somebody or, uh, you know, wasn't prepared to go out on the field for the second half and they said, screw it, put Juwan out there. Uh, I'm not really sure. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit concerning. But, uh, you know, I thought he played really well today. I thought he did a really nice job against Corey Davis, um, who you didn't hear much from and sort of showed in this game why the Patriots did not have much interest in all at all in him in free agency and decided to go with other guys and 
including Belichick's comment earlier this week where he basically said, like, they did a ton of work on Keelan Cole. Um, they did not do the same work on Corey Davis. Let's go to Zach in Maine, uh, who's uh, joining us here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show with some thoughts on Josh McDaniel's play calling. Go ahead, Zach. Hey, guys. Um, I think that Josh may be the reason that we're not seeing Mac progress quickly. I mean, I already like what I see from the kid. He makes good decisions, um, needs to speed up getting the ball out sometimes. But you also don't see a lot of space created for the running backs, right? So if we don't have speed or receiver, get somebody with speed and shift the ball in the open field like the flats. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing Mac take a lot of shots to receivers in the flats, but not really the backs. Um, and then earlier, late, late in the fourth, I saw a couple of misdirection runs um, as we're getting in the Jets' red zone. And those didn't really turn out to anything. So just your thoughts on that off the air. Thanks, Thanks Zach. Greg? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, um, the way that they've played in the red zone the first two weeks, it invites the criticism. I, I understand it, um, and I, I think a lot of it is is fair. I just think that, um, you know, with the, with the getting the ball sort of running backs, like as – say, outside of screen passes and things like that. I think it's probably a situation where they were a little bit worried about going too much to the backs and getting it, you know, being too predictable and where they'd rather sneak in like a a screen pass by surprise, which I think worked well today. I thought they had some really nice screens today uh, that were well-timed and and sort of caught the Jets by surprise. A lot of times you're setting those up with uh, multiple plays leading up to that in the drive. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, they haven't thrown in the end zone in two games. And that's, I don't care who's playing quarterback and how long they've been here. That's, that's an issue. And, uh, you know, I know some of it is Mac not taking the shots and, and taking the easy money, which they do preach in this offense, which is if they have a f- easy five or six yards, take the five or six yards. Um, but they're going to need to strike a balance. And I think they will going forward. Hey, Greg, just want to ask you about the uh, kickoff team today. Jake Bailey obviously kicked one out of bounds. Uh, what was it? Braxton Berrios had a nice little uh, return as well. Uh, but he did have a great punt later on in the game there. But uh, any concerns with the uh, kickoff or, or Jake Bailey this season? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think the special teams have been that great so far. And that's concerning when you basically keep nine specialists on your team, including some of the older players on this team and on this roster, and you let uh, some younger players with more upside go. Um, yeah, it's an issue. I, I It hasn't cost them to this point. Um, but I think that, you know, going forward, it's something to be concerned about. I mean, I will say, you know, it, it, Nick Folk mixed the, missed the extra point today, but outside of that, I mean – He's been know, nails. He's, the guy's just money. Yeah. I mean, very, very windy. Today. Very yeah. windy. What, what? Yeah. I mean, he's just he he's kicked there before. Being with the Jets certainly helped. He talked about that in the post game. But man, it's just uh, remember all those stories about you know Nordine being winning the job and being the kicker. Yeah, yeah that was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, folks, folks, pretty much been the kicker the entire time here. It's just. A matter of when. It's crazy to me, Greg, because that guy, like, it's fair to call him a journeyman. He's been on a handful of teams. I just always thought he was just, you know, just another kicker. And he comes here, and I mean, last year he's one of their top three players, but he's just nails now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, he gets out there, and you're just like, I mean, even the 49 yarder, because you're like, all right, he's a little bit older. He didn't exactly report to camp in the greatest of shape, which is why he missed, like, the better part of a week during camp due to just soreness and, 
you know, he gets out there 49 yards and he just drills it without any issue where you're like, oh, well, he doesn't have that much distance. It's just, guy's been great. He broke the franchise record for consecutive field goals. And, you know, right now it's at 33. I would not be surprised if it gets past 40. Of course, I just jinxed him, so he's definitely missing his <laughs> next one. But, uh, yeah, he's been great. So, you know, I want to ask you, because you've had an opportunity to watch, uh, the, you did watch the coach's film from the Miami game, right? No, I have oh. not because it's not because Game Pass is such a disaster. I I got all mad at the NFL and they're like it's supposed to be out like sometime next week and yeah and a, a few curse words and things like that. So I have not oh. I have not seen it. I just know what I saw in the stadium, which was Mac passed up a few shot plays that were there. Well, what I want to ask you though, just in watching, just in general, being there last week, watching yep. this today, his footwork in the pocket is it has he shown patience and balance, or does he kind of have a little bit of happy feet that you would expect to see with a rookie? Well, it's a good point because I do – week one, I thought he was great. I thought he was great in that regard. I thought his footwork was really good. I did think he got a little sloppier today, and that's – you know, those are some of the things you have to be concerned about where, you know, you worry about, you know, is he getting his feet pointed the right way and the shoulders too because, you know, he's a guy that uh, we all know, you know, he's not exactly the most dynamic athlete when it comes to quarterback play. So, you know, very similar to, you know, Brady – you know, everything has to be right. That's why Tom Brady works on his mechanics all offseason because if he's not right, it can look ugly. And and Mac Jones is 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 in that same sort of ballpark. I did think it got a little sloppier, so it's something to watch moving forward. Yeah, uh, any uh, anything else today that stood out to you? I mean, J.J. Harris uh, got called up today. Taylor. Uh, J.J. Taylor. Why do we keep saying J.J.? Uh, he got uh, called up today, played later on in the game. Uh, didn't see much in the passing game, though. Uh, any other surprise? Asiasi out uh, out again today. Um, anything stand out to you, Greg? Yeah, I did. I thought the Asiasi thing was, um, you know, interesting, and um, you know, I th- I thought he's a kid who's who's taken a next step um, this year, or at least a, a half a step, um, which isn't saying much from where he was as a rookie. So that was disappointing to see that he was a healthy scratch, or uh, along with Stevenson. I just. I, I'm I'm baffled by what they're doing, sort of in the front seven and on the edge. With you, know, you f- would have figured with Kyle Van Noy down that Josh Uche would get a chance to to play more, and and that just hasn't happened. And so you're just you're just sort of puzzled on what on what's going on up there. And, and but I do think you know I'm trying to have patience with this, and as the Patriots find things out. But you know I think we know this. Dietrich Wise will never leave the lineup. He's always out there. Yeah, and something else that's stuck in my head since your appearance on, Gre- on uh, Felger and Maz on Tuesday is this Henry Anderson thing, Greg. Is this Mike Pennell all over again? Because like, I saw the name of the back of his jersey like once, and then I looked at the stat sheet, and he had one tackle, so it didn't feel like he was out there all that much. Yeah, well, I mean, Pennell was just like, that just didn't work. Anderson works. He's good. It's just I don't. they're not playing him right now. I mean, even I remember he got into this game, and uh, he really held the point of attack. It was when Jawan Bentley had a tackle for a loss. Yeah. And it was almost all because Henry Anderson was in front of him, basically, you know, making do with the the, the Jets' offensive lineman. And so I, I'm hopeful that as the coaching staff gets more evidence and they see the problems with the run defense, that, that Anderson gets more of a chance and Wise is used more situationally. But I'm not optimistic about that. And on that too, with uh, continuing with the defensive line, you know, I know you've always and rightfully so sung the praises of Lawrence Guy since he's been on this team. Yep. But have you felt like his plays dipped this year? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, man, it's it's tough for me to say. And I wrote this in my column today about you know five guys on the Patriots who 
sort of needed to, you know, take a step quickly, um, you know, uh, not to overreact from week one, but, you know, in, in Guy, Godshaw was one of them. I mean, Guy, you know, do, don't take my word for it. I mean, PF, PFF had Guy, I think, as the third worst defender for the Patriots last week. And, and in the in the preseason, the only guy who was rated worse was Rashad Berry, who got cut in, like, the first cutdown. And so, you know, I asked Lawrence Guy this week, you know, he there was a GQ story about him being a vegan. I asked him whether the Patriots are on the same page with him. He said yes. I asked him, does he feel like he's lost? And he said absolutely not, that he still feels like he's the same guy from the past couple of years. Um, but, you know, Godshow, Hightower, Wise, I thought Shaq Mason was better today. Those were the five guys that I thought, you know, there's been a disturbing trend since the start of training camp with those guys. And, but they need to be better. Um, you know, I would say everybody outside of Mason, I still think they're a work in progress, and the Patriots need them to get going. Yeah, and I just personally would like to see more of of Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, Greg, like be more involved in the offense. I, I get that 70-plus yards these first couple of weeks combined is pretty good, but maybe I just have crazy expectations. I thought one of those guys would be getting like 70 yards and a touchdown per game. I'm just I'm real surprised that Hunter Henry really hasn't done all that much these first two games. And do you think it's the shoulder thing from the summer? No, I just don't know. You know, look, I, I, I'm a guy who was in favor of the signing. I really liked him with the Chargers when he was healthy. and uh, I. But from the start of camp, I haven't been all that impressed with him uh, on the field. He's not a guy who um, gets a whole lot of separation. He's not a sudden athlete. I think he's great in the red zone, and I'm surprised um, he's one of the guys who hasn't been featured down there yet. Uh, I, I assume that's going to change in time, but um, – He's a little bit limited, you know, as far as getting open. I mean, if he gets matched up with a linebacker, okay, he's going to get open. But he has a tough time against safeties looking open. And I think, I think they're going to strike a better balance. Johnny Smith can't be just a little bit of a, you know, drag, short drag guy and yards after the catch. They're going to have to make him more effective down the field. And I think that's one of the changes they'll make going forward. All right, Greg, it just hit me, too, as you were talking about the five guys you need more out of. You're going to be writing that as a weekly column. You need to get five guys on the phone and get the burger sponsorship for your five guys uh, column. It makes perfect sense. The symmetry is perfect. I'm all for five guys. I'm a big fan. Same here. Love those fries. Oh, Oh. amazing fries, too. All right, well, Greg, we'll uh, see you Tuesday. Uh, in here at the Town Fair Tire Studio to uh, get more of the recap of this game on Felger and Maz. Always a pleasure. And, of course, uh, follow him, Greg, uh, Greg, at Boston Sports Journal. Give him a subscription at bostonsportsjournal.com. Greg, thanks for taking the time. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care.